Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. So learn from their experience and take lots of notes. It's real. It's raw. This conversation is vulnerable. Having said that, let's get right into it. Welcome to the divorce, the first six. Today we're going to interview Alex Miranda and talk about his divorce. What's the coaching that he would have given an earlier version of Alex? So Alex, quick question. We've been friends for a super long time. You went through the divorce. I saw you. We was there. What was it like for you? Like if you were to talk to the person that was just found out it's going to happen, like what would you say to that person? Because what I'm trying to create with this conversation is like I myself, when I got divorced, I didn't know what my steps were. It's like, right, what, where can I, where do I go? What do I do? Is it lawyers? Is it mediator? Is it this? Is it that? And what I felt was lost. And then I said, you know what? I really want to go down. I want to start interviewing people mm-hmm. and explain, like, tell your story. Like, right. explain what would I, what did I do and what did, what would I have done differently? Well, I think for the most part, what one needs to realize is every situation is different. Yeah. Every, every divorce is different. Every separation is different. For mine, it was way different than yours. Mm-hmm. For mine, I had three kids involved. Um, and it I didn't get divorced right away. We separated uh, for probably a good um, three years before I actually said, all right, it's time for me to, you know. And I didn't separate in the, in the, in the sense of, oh, we might get back together. That was never the case. The, yeah. the, the day that I told her, you know, that it was over, um that was pretty much the day i knew that it was over there there was no much not much more there wasn't good. we worked it out for 12 years 13 years together you know uh, like every marriage everything's great at the beginning and then you know things go after a while being together kids involved and you know one goes one direction another person goes another direction but at the end of the day again it, it took me three years to finally um you know take that step to to get the legal documentation to to finalize the divorce so in my situation, I had three kids involved. Um, you know, my ex-wife was dependent on me, um, you know, for several, you know, financial, health insurance, things like that. So one of the reasons I didn't get divorced right away was so she could continue on the health insurance. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I know that marriage means a lot to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, it's a legal document. Yeah. It's like a mortgage, just like, you know, a loan, just like basically anything else. It's, it's a legal document. So you could go the route of getting divorced right away. You know, usually people do that, I think, in cases where there's somebody there and, you know, it, it, that person doesn't like it or whatnot. And in my case, that wasn't the issue. Yeah. There was nobody there. It was just a mutual uh, separation. Well, it was, probably wasn't more mutual. It was probably more on me <laughs> than it was on her. And and again, it was more for financial reasons that I didn't separate right away. So finally, when the day came that I said, okay, you know, it's time. You know, I gave her three years of being able to stay on my health insurance and, you know, and that was basically the only thing that was just keeping that legal document, yeah. um, you know, alive, uh, so to speak. Um, the first thing I did was call a lawyer. I think that's the... Why lawyer? Well, why? Yeah. Um, because I don't know what the heck I was doing. Right. I mean, I, I had no idea what route to take, you know, just probably the same situation as any divorcee, right? They Nobody knows what the heck to do, so you got to call the pros. Yeah. And in my opinion, the professionals are the lawyers. Um, did I 
get a good lawyer did i get a bad lawyer i don't know because my the way my situation situation worked out through the the divorce case and situation and all that it was very easy uh, my ex-wife didn't fight me one bit on anything yeah. she knew that i was going to take care of my kids that they were my top priority um and you know if she needed anything i would always be there so she didn't she didn't even show up to the hearing honestly so, so there was a mutual agreement and then you took the lead yeah after the three years went by you know did she have a it, lawyer uh no she did not she did not have a so lawyer like lawyer... i said she didn't show up her lawyer didn't yeah. show up it was just me my lawyer and a mediator i don't know if it was a judge i think when we went or if it was a mediator i actually think it was a judge it just wasn't in a courtroom it was right. a, kind of like in a little conference room you know if you're not in a situation where you need to get divorced right away or there's or you could actually trust the other person. Because in my situation, I trusted her. She trusted me. We weren't going to screw over each other just because we were legally married. Right. Like signing up for credit cards under another one's name or loans or, you know, I think that could impact the other person. Right? right. If you could do that, it's probably kind of in the best interest of either party because, you know, right away, right after me and her separated, yeah, she was angry. She was very angry. And I felt guilty, you know, for a very long time. So what happens is, in my opinion, if I would have gone straight to divorce the next week, called the lawyer, started the paperwork, she probably would have come after me for pretty much everything I had. Why? Because she's angry. Yeah. Not because she hates me and not because I'm a bad person, but because she's angry. And anger, you know, you make wrong, bad decisions. You can make wrong, you know, very bad decisions that, you know, for the rest of your life, you're kind of paying that price, literally paying that price. So I think within those three years, she met somebody. You know, I met somebody too, but again, you know, it was more on her because she could have had probably an attorney and just taken everything, yeah. you know, anything she pretty much wanted to at that time. Now, that was also happened during the 2008 housing crisis. So we were all pretty much broke at the time, losing our houses. There, there wasn't much equity in my situation. So I don't think I would have lost much, yeah. but she still could have come after my salary and taken that as for as many years, my 401k, my stocks, you know, things that I owned. So I think I made the right decision in waiting, you know, helping her, giving her what she needed, you know, during that time. That definitely made things easier when it came down to do the final divorce. And I actually think that's one of the main reasons why she didn't show up. She just knew in three years he's taking care of me. He's taking care of his kid, which is a top priority. You know, she wasn't upset. She wasn't heartbroken. You know, the, the, that time had passed. Yeah. So there you were. You already knew for a while that it was going to happen. Sure. But like your first month of when you knew, all right, I know that I want to go get separated. I know that I know that this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, good or bad. Mm -hmm. I know this is going to happen. What was your initial, um, I guess my question is, what are the emotional stages that you went through? As the person requesting the divorce, uh, the majority of it was guilt. Just guilt. You know, like I'm abandoning her. You know, she... So it was 13 years together, you know, with three kids, a house, a mortgage, the whole ordeal. We had it all, you know, and I just feel like were I you was in love at that throwing point? Throwing away, I always loved her, right? You know, but that, in love, were no, you in love? No. Like no, yeah, like it, you know, it, you know, within the months, probably to a year, you know, I didn't even want to be in the bed next to her anymore. You know, every little thing she did irritated me, even though she wasn't changing anything. It was the same person she always was. It was just irritating. Everything that she did, every action she did, everything she said was irritating. So let um, me ask you a question because you just said something that's super important. So she was irritating. What were you dealing with that 
that um, caused her to be or occur as irritating. It just felt trapped. Like I didn't want to be there. Right. But I had to be there. And and that it just it just causes irritation and aggravation. Why did you stay? The kids. For yeah. me it was kids. You have three kids, you know, I love my kids to death. Like those, yeah. that's my life. No, so, I can attest that you're an awesome dad. Yeah. Forget about it. That you're, so you're I wanted to wake up every day and dress my kids and take them to school. Especially my daughter was young, very young. She was about two, three years old at that time. Yeah. And, and, and that, that little girl, you know, had my entire heart. So the toughest decision for me when I did separate was the part of not being there for her every morning now it, it was you know i'm sure we were gonna do some sort of schedule or whatever i had no idea if she was just gonna take them and and i'd be that other weekend dad which i never wanted to be or you know that maybe that once a month dad or maybe you know she she'd be so upset at me that she'd throw lies at you know uh, the lawyers or something and i'd be supervised visits it was just I, everything was spinning through my mind i didn't know what the final way was the final decision or how it the outcome was gonna be yeah and that had me petrified. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This is truly an honor to share this conversation with you. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm gonna challenge you right now. If it made a difference, reach out and tell somebody. Thank you again. And I wish you all the courage and all the strength to be vulnerable in your life. It really does make a difference.